you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Eric the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Adam B. and J. Mack are on tap to help us navigate the show. We intend to get around to your calls in the last segment of the show, so make sure you keep listening for that. Uh, today we want to talk about the fruit of rejecting God. And um, I have several headlines that I just want to refer to sort of as um, to create the backdrop for the conversation today. I think that we are at a place, and, and I and I was thinking earlier this morning that I was I was wrong about something. I you know this is what I do. I, I offer commentary on what we see happening in culture, and um and you know occasionally I get it wrong, and so I just want to be able to come back and say, hey, I was actually wrong about that uh, observation that I made uh, several months ago. But uh, let me let me toggle back to it and, and kind of paraphrase what I said, mm-hmm. and then um, point out what I was wrong about. So a few months ago, we were talking about, um, you know, the position that we take right now in culture and how when we look down the line, like history is going to tell of a group of people who said nothing about the truth. And you might remember me saying, can you imagine our kids asking the question like, wait, wait, y'all said that there was no male or female. Like, wait, you guys actually like, you know, and when I was talking about this, I was really talking about like down the line, like just kind Mm -hmm. of being removed a few generations that you would have, you know, our offspring look back on we, the people here living in this time and ask questions that just really seemed unbelievable yeah. that you guys really said you can't define a can't define a woman right you really said you don't know what a woman is like you guys right. that was really right. a thing you know <laughs> and so the thing i was wrong about was the time <laughs> okay because i was looking down the line and i'm thinking you know the way we look back on some historical yeah. events and we say oh my goodness i can't believe that you know at one time people thought that women were just a different type of men and i'm talking about in medicine all right. Like there was a time in history where those who would have considered their, themselves doctors thought that women mm-hmm. were just a different type of men. Like they were like men, but just, you know, with different parts. Right. We now kind of laugh at that. Some of us, some of us are like, hey, hey, <laughs> it's come full circle. And you're mm. like, no, stop. It hasn't. It mm. really hasn't. If, it, if it's full circle, anything, it's a full circle of ignorance, right? <laughs> um, but, but here's the thing that I was wrong about. I was wrong in the timing, which tells me that the effects of what we are um, working on our culture mm-hmm. are really dire. Like they're, they're um, and I think, and I want to be careful because I think we know that what we're doing in our culture is very serious. And, and especially among believers who are holding the line. I think we recognize that what is happening to us and to our children, those things that obscure our ability to think clearly and respond honestly because we are afraid that we are going to go outside of the pre-written script. You know, we know that these things are bad, right? 
But I think the fact that we are seeing the culture jerk back in real time Mm. shows just how bad they are. Like our culture is actually not waiting for a generation or two to get down the line. When you've got the 17 year old Mm -hmm. who is saying I had healthy breast tissue removed and now, you know, I'm thinking about having children. I'm thinking about what it is to be a mom. Mm. And that was stolen from me. That's not happening yeah. generations down the line. That's she is 17. Time. She's regret, real time. Regret. In, real in time. Real time. Yeah. Yeah. She's not she's not 35. Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is a couple years ago. Here's what I did. Right. And there was no way that I could have given informed consent Because I didn't know what I was doing. Mm. And so when we are in that type of moment, we are living in the fruit of rejecting God. And the Bible has something to say about this. We're going to talk about it. Of course, you guys know we just have one note here. We just we just have one note. Straight edge. Straight edge of scripture. That's what we align ourselves against the straight edge of scripture. The Bible has something to say about this. But we are looking all around the world. Yes, of course, we focus on what's happening in our country because we live here. We can see it. Right. But all around the world, what is um, and I know the the word manifesting can sound like a big, deep (laughs) spiritual word. But what is what is presenting? Okay, if you don't like manifesting, what is presenting all around the world is an obvious rejection of God and the consequences that result from that. Mm. This is what happens. This is what it looks like for man to reject God. And and I'm going to tell you something. I am so grateful for God's amazing grace because it is his grace that allows for us to see this. Right. Like to see the effects of rejecting God. It's his grace that he allows for us to see it. But I'm going to tell you there is something extraordinary that's happening right now in the fact that it's happening so quickly. Yeah. So, so just, just pause and, and think about that for a second, you know, and I'm I'm not even really sure how we follow that to its spiritual implications. Honestly, that we have not gone a couple generations here and said, um, what have we done? What have we done? Like we've not gone a couple generations. We're actually saying that while we're doing mm. it, like we're, mm. there is a, what have we done while it is still happening? There's gotta be deep spiritual implications to that. I, I do point to the grace of God mm-hmm. that, that people are able to um, be contrite, yeah. right? That people are able to have remorse and have regret yeah. because it, it allows them to get to a place of repentance and there's hope there. Right. Right. And we got to understand too, that because there is that regret that that comes along behind these things, that as Christians we have to be prepared to minister. So That's these are exactly great opportunities, right. you know, understanding and having discernment about what is the end result of this type of thing to mm-hmm. know that they're gonna need some someone to share the gospel. That's you know, right. To them. They're going to need somebody right. to walk alongside them when they're in that time of regret like this. This young lady that we played yesterday. Chloe Cole. Is yes. Her name. Yes. So yes. when they when they are there having, you know, the robust, uh, 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 you know, evangelism and, and being able to present who can save them. Only mm-hmm. Christ can, right. can fill that hole, you know, That's and, right. and they would be prime for that for that time, you know, because yeah. their hearts would be in a state of, of regret in the state of like, man, remorse, like I shouldn't have done this. What can I mm-hmm. do now? Mm-hmm. And the answers are found in Jesus Christ. Amen. And and I'm so glad you said that because that's got to be where we see the victory in yeah. all of this conversation that we're having. And, 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 and let me, let me tell you what I mean by that, because there are going to be some people 
who will look at like the Chloe Coles and there are others. I mean, there's on online there there is a whole movement mm. of YouTube channels and social media presence of detransitioners, right? Right. Just specifically speaking to that. But let me just tell you, there are many people who would want to reduce this to a win for women. Oh, see, this is good. This is, You see, because we really are women, there's actually a bigger win here that we as Christians must celebrate, and that is a win for truth, mm. undeniable truth, right? That is self-evident, that God has worked into every cell of our bodies, that there is just male and there is just female. And so when we see these things happening, we need to make sure that we celebrate the big eternal win, hmm. right? This is not just a win for size. This is not just a win for ideology. Right. This is not just a win for women. This is this all of the things th- that this could fall into the category of. The ultimate observation for the Christian is that this is a win for truth. Mm. So, so what that means is there must be great compassion mm. for these people who are quote unquote detransitioning, right? So look, to your point, Will the Great, this is going to require the ready arms and the ready hands of believers all across this country, Mm. all around the world, indeed, all around the world. But across this country, the ready arms and the ready hands, there are going to be some people that, listen, guys, and this it's going to make us uncomfortable to know what they've done to their bodies. Mm. It's going to make us really uncomfortable to know what they have subjected themselves to because of a rejection of God. And there are some people, many of them in this category that we're talking about right now, many of them, man, we're going to be sitting and just crying with them. Mm -hmm. We're just going to be weeping with them, right? Because as we discussed yesterday with our sister, Laura, there are just some things that cannot be undone. Right. And so we're going to have to mourn the loss of that. Now we present the real eternal hope. There is real eternal hope in the Lord Jesus Christ, but there are some things there are many things that our culture is celebrating right now, right? That as eyes are opened, there are people that we're just, man, we're going to have to sit and just, it's sort of like Job's friends, hmm. you know, like they just, they kind of, they didn't say a word. They just sat with him. And I think there are some people that they're going to come to the knowledge of truth. And then, then there are going to be these waves of realization of what they've done because yeah. the culture celebrated it. And they're going to be, these waves of realization that I I can't go back and actually change that. I can't change that. I can confess the truth today, this day, but I don't get to go back. Even in the case of Chloe Cole, I don't get to go back two years. I, I don't, I don't get to go back four years, you know, and, and even say, let me not inject my body with testosterone. Like I, I can't even go back to that. And so there are some people for whom it is true that, um, as the fruit of rejecting God is realized, um, we're going to have to grieve with them, mm-hmm. just grieve with them. So, so I want to talk about that today. That's the, that's the topic, the fruit of rejecting God. And I want to use a few headlines to just kind of show where we are. Um, this, this, I, I don't, I don't even know what you do with this, but the church of England, um, which actually back in 2017 appointed its first female bishop, is now saying that it cannot define what a woman is, <laughs> the Church of England. Man. This is not um, a partisan justice. This is not a pop cultural um, <laughs> entity. This is not mainstream media. 
this is the Church of England, but I know some people are listening and saying, but Mika, do you know the details of the Church of England? Like, do you know that there's a lot that they've been getting wrong here lately? I am well aware, but I do need this to make my point, so bear with me, okay? So so let, to, to, uh, to, to present my shock and my awe, right? Because they're still carrying the name church, okay? <laughs> so I just want the weight of that to be on that distinction. The Telegraph reported that the announcement came as a written response. The announcement came as a written response to a member from the General Synod, uh, the denomination's legislative body, asking this question, what is the Church of England's definition of a woman? What is the Church of England's definition of a woman? In response, the Reverend Robert Innes, the denomination's bishop in Europe, wrote, quote, there is no official definition that reflects the fact that until fairly recently, definitions of this kind were thought to be self-evident as reflected in the marriage liturgy. But also because the Church of England has kind of moved away from the marriage liturgy, they also have to move away from what was once self-evident about mm. what a woman is and what a man is. Yep. So again, and, and I, and, and I don't want to, I don't want to get too far ahead of, you know, the discussion here, but that's, 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 that's foolish. Yeah. These things are, are, are oftentimes connected, but what you talked Absolutely. about that happened in 2017, like, <laughs> And well, when you move away from the authority of yeah, scripture, I think is the point that we're making. Connected, so down the line somewhere, you you usually see like another you know slide somewhere else. You know, it, it's a, it's a fade that happens. It's not just abrupt. Like so, they've been compromising on things for a while, and so it it always goes this way. You know, absolutely. When whenever you move away. From the straight edge of scripture, mm-hmm. you end up with everything else. And 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 I think that's right. what's difficult for people because there are people who would be quick to define one as a fundamentalist or as a, you know, just closed minded yeah. Christian. Right. But what actually you're witnessing is a desire to get as close to the word of God as possible. Yeah. Because we fear him, because we love him, because we believe he meant what he said. Right. And I think so often there, the additional concern is that if you start to move away from scripture as your final authority, what do you have? Hmm. What do you have? You have a series of opinions and wild interpretations, right? So it's better to try to get as close to the application of the scriptures as possible. Mm-hmm. When you don't, then you end up saying things like, we don't really have an official definition of a woman because... Um, those things are not so self-evident anymore. Wait, so how were <laughs> right? How were how were you how were you defining it before? Like only by the way somebody looks? Like that was it? That was <laughs> the only thing you had? <laughs> All right, I'm just getting started on the headlines. We got about three or four more. We'll take the break. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. Stay right there. Steve Russo with Real Answers. I guess you could say that I'm in the process of having my faith increased. I have to admit that I didn't ask God, like the apostles did, for him to increase it. But he knew that it needed to happen in my life to help me grow and achieve more of my potential. I wrote something in my calendar to remind me to check my attitude in the process. Look at each difficulty as an opportunity designed by God specifically for the purpose of increasing my faith so he can do great things in and through me. 
We live in busy, challenging times. I'm feeling overwhelmed by the needs I see all around me and have a passion to do something to make a difference. There's no doubt my faith is being tested and stretched. What about you? Is God trying to improve and strengthen your faith? To learn more about Real Answers, check out Steve's website, www.realanswers.com. Proverbs 9.10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Um, I don't know that we could have any greater evidence um, for the the fact that we have rejected God, uh, certainly in our country, um, than than this foolishness that we see (laughs) on a regular basis. The unwise, the unwise in increasing number I mean, it's just absolutely amazing. Like you, people say, well, I don't know that we are, you know, sort of like post-Christian and, and I don't know that we have really rejected God. But but if I mean, if the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, then what is the rejection of the Lord? Hmm. What is the rejection of the Lord? Like, I, and I don't think I'm being illogical in asking that question. I don't think that I'm, you know, I, I just think about that. And then what what is it that we observe in our culture? Like we have rejected God. And right now we are seeing the foolishness. <laughs> yeah. We this it's the rotten fruit of it. It's mm. the rotten fruit of mm. it. And so for those of us who have sort of um, you know cringed from time to time, where when we had to tell people the truth, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Where you, you know you just like listen. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry to be the one yeah. to tell you. Now look, and you always were from eternity's vantage point. Mm. You always were looking pretty good, but now even to a desperate culture, you look really good right now. You look really good right now because the culture is in terrible trouble. But you, if you've maintained the truth, if you've maintained your testimony, then you look really good right now. It's a it's a it's a good it's a good moment to be wise, like in the room. It's a good it's if you were the one at work and you were like, no, I'm not putting a signature that says she, her, hers. Like, I'm not doing Mm. that. If you were the one who said that, you look really good right now, right? Because what were you saying? You were saying, actually, I don't believe that I have the authority to determine that as if it's an option. So I'm not going to put that in my signature. Right. Like, I'm not, I'm not going along with this charade. I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm not. And so you actually are the wise one, right? And, and, and even more pronounced because you've got organizations like the World Health Organization. Here's the, the second headline. All right. The World Health Organization is updating its gender mainstreaming manual to include new wording that states sex is not limited to male or female. The World Health Organization. Mm. The new definition and other changes expand the first edition of the manual from 2011. The organization said in a news release that its updates focus in part on going beyond. Let me uh, quote going beyond non-binary approaches to gender and health to recognize gender and sexual diversity or the concepts that gender identity exists on a continuum and that sex is not limited to male or female. So the World Health Organization is updating its definition to say that 
sex exists on a continuum. Mm. It's not just limited to male and female. I'll continue. The new guidelines plan to include, quote, new gender equity and human rights frameworks. New gender equity and human rights frameworks that will feature various tools to support the revised concepts. It's just amazing that these people scramble like cords, right? <laughs> they scramble cords. You guys have that drawer at your house where you have all your connecting things like that. You're looking for a charger or you got this or this like, you know, yeah. powered bike, whatever you have for your kids. I don't know. <laughs> and you go into the bin and they're all like just spaghetti and they're all connected Twisted. and you start pulling on. It's just yeah. right. So what these people are doing is that they tangle the cords and then offer you a solution to untangle it. Like they, t they mess things up and then they're like, and so we have these revised concepts to help us navigate. And man, they're, they are masters at wording. Like, and it, they take these words and they, and, and make them feel like we can't use them anymore. <laughs> That's like right. Sexual diversity. That's right. Like, Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, these things, they, they, they are master craftsmen at these words. Like they know how to like, manipulate things make it sound like oh yeah i agree with that that's right that's good that's right and nah. and then and then when you you will always second guess yourself you will doubt yourself you you will question whether or not you <laughs> can still say that um i will say this we are always safest sticking to the word of god amen so we don't have to worry about what are the socially acceptable terms these <laughs> days right because we have the eternal word of god which has worked in all days <laughs> right, right not just these right <laughs> so there is male and there is female since and that's there a fact was a day. <laughs> since there was a day all right all right the eternal word of god um but again the who the new guidance also plans to include uh okay i already did the frameworks thing all right in a frequently asked questions handout related to the update the world health organization answered that the gender mainstreaming manual is being revised and, and here's why quote now, I, guys, I want. OK, so it's being revised. And here's why and here's the reason I'm going to. Okay, OK, I'm going to give you the reason. All right. But remember, I probably should have. We should. We probably we have mistitled the show. All right. <laughs> probably should have just said something about foolishness or wisdom. But but here we go, guys. I, I want you to. This is the rejection of God. This is the fruit of rejecting God. So you've got the World Health Organization that's redefining gender and they're saying that there's no longer male and female. It exists on a continuum. OK, and, and there's a reason they're doing it. And here it is. Are you ready? Quote, in light of the new scientific evidence. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait. OK, what, what evidence are they citing here? Uh, there's like, there's no the, evidence. I'm like, from what? Missouri. You need to show me. <laughs> Show, show me, show, show me. me. State. Listen, um, so guys, <laughs> man, uh, come on, man. Where my come on, man button? I have, we need it. I, I we need, need to, to revive it. Out of retirement. We need to revive it. Okay, <laughs> come on, because man. here's the thing, though. But I, I can tell you, this is what is played upon by certain members of the medical community. It's that if they throw in certain buzzwords mm -hmm. that we, the unlearned, mm -hmm. right, we will just accept it because they wear the white coats, right? Right, Because they wear the white coats because they've got the, the vials and the, and the Petri dishes and, the and they've got the beakers and, and all of this stuff. And so because <laughs> they do that, then they can say, hey, in light of new scientific evidence, we are redefining what male and female are. So okay, we need to so ask, what's what, the, yeah, what, what is that? Like, show yeah. us, like, what, and, what? 
yeah, I'm waiting for who to get back to us. I don't know. But here, they don't stop there. And it's amazing to me, though, that you would link scientific evidence to the second reason that they're redefining what male and female are. So it is in light of new scientific evidence, there's a direct quote here, in light of the new scientific evidence and conceptual advances on gender. Oh, so science hmm. and concepts. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Man, come on, man. That's amazing. Oh, man. Wow. Every okay. lab coat, stand up. So it's <laughs> science and concepts. Hmm. That's both not, I mean, you know, they don't have to be mutually exclusive. They don't have to, they can both work together. But yes. that's, so, so guys, this again is the result of rejecting God. Hmm. So they're saying we have some new scientific evidence. What is the scientific evidence that there's more than male or female and not just that, but that there is a continuum of male and female. Like where are you getting your specimen from? Show us. Like what? what sh- <laughs> <laughs> who? Yeah. Show okay. Us. Now the thing about the whole conceptual ad- and then they call it advances. Like I don't guys, I'm super not smart, but there are just some things that I'm like, that's not an advancement. Yeah. You know, like but advancements are is, like, you know, well, yeah, you're right. They know how to you're use right. these if, words. We got to use say advancements. It's an advancement, then it's an advancement. Yes. Guys, it makes absolutely no sense. It is a clear, it is, it is, it is clear evidence that there is a rejection of God. And so here's the thing. These new, um, this new definition, this mm-hmm. new way of defining male and female by the World Health Organization is going to be used um, to determine how they address different people around the world. How 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 they? I mean, this. I, I, I don't understand I don't, how they. Oh, you know. Okay, I don't. Okay, whatever. Yeah, I don't understand. But but here's the thing, and you know, it's so interesting to me that you have an organization, and mm-hmm. and let me quote them here. So so according to this article here, it says the update also plans, quote, to understand how gender mm-hmm. intersects hmm. and interacts mm-hmm. with different determinants and factors that affect health outcomes. You know what affects health outcomes? Um, <laughs> a person needing medical treatment, mm-hmm. but those who would treat him or her not being able to say that he or she is a him or her. Right. Now, again, super not smart on this end. Super not. Like, don't wear a lab coat no, at, ev- at, at all. Ever. It's, like, like, just, it's, it's like Brother Abe said, sin s- makes you stupid. Super, <laughs> super not smart, I mean, right? Like, on, but I'm just, I'm just saying, like, to me, that would be a major impediment to healthy outcomes. You know what I mean? Like, if somebody comes in and you can't establish sort of like that first baseline where you know and can say... And then have follow up treatment consistent with that knowing and saying that you've got a male patient, you've got a female patient like you've got, mm-hmm. you know, I just I don't understand that. Yeah. Now, this one I just threw in for good measure. And I say good measure. I, I don't. This makes no sense to me, but I want I intentionally want to follow this story um, after the World Health Organization sort of like. Um, world redefinition proclamation. Hear ye, hear ye. We in the coats have declared that sex is a continuum and um, <clears throat> it's, we it's, will go forth like, and spread it. But really, when they make these type of, of statements, like everybody in the world should say, like, I'm not listening to them. Like, these yeah. are things that are like, it's just dumb. And yeah. so 
they should not have the ear of anyone. Really? Like, really? But Well, we once had we an know, administration that you know. was trying to silence them and say, hey, you're irrelevant. You're taking funds <laughs> and you're not, you're not serving the people you purport yeah, to serve. Yeah. Um, but now we have an administration that would be like, that's a great idea. Oh, I love yeah. the continuum and the thing. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That's not that's not fair. Wow. That's not fair. Let me just move on. You guys strike that. Move to strike that from my record, please, everyone. Just just erase that. Uh, Will the great edit it before you put it in the podcast? <laughs> nah, okay. So only it's, if you heard it in real time. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Look, guys, this this is the fruit of rejecting God. Yeah. This is what we're seeing, the fruit of rejecting God. So this is very interesting to me. This story um says that a same sex couple is suing a fertility clinic for implanting a female embryo into the surrogate that they chose um, when they specifically requested a male embryo be implanted. Why do they even care what, what, uh, what's going on? Well, we get, I mean, there's big problems, big problems with the whole story mm. here. And I, and I, and I really kind <laughs> of like female. tried to consider, I, I tried to consider how to tackle this and, and and be respectful for the dignity and the sanctity of life, mm-hmm. right? At the same time, yeah. having to state the obvious that this is an illegitimate couple. This right. is not a, this is not, you know. It's okay. not marriage. It's not marriage, right? Um, they describe it as such. It is not. But here's the other thing. So they have filed a lawsuit okay. against the fertility clinic and the doctor who they say, um, did not fulfill their wishes, all right? The suit was filed in Los Angeles last week, and the allegations included breach of contract, medical malpractice, negligence, fraudulent concealment, and violation of the unfair competition law and the Consumer Legal, Legal Remedies Act. I'm not sure what all of that means, guys. Again, super not smart. But let me just tell you something. So the bottom line is this. You have, and occupy your kids for a second here, just in case... If I haven't said too much already, guys, I'm going to have to start giving disclaimers every show. (laughs) Um, But you've got two men who believe that they're married, who go into a fertility clinic and they want a surrogate to be uh, implanted with a male embryo. Okay, Um, they have spent over three hundred thousand dollars on this process. Hmm. The surrogate conceived in 2020 in 2021, um, a little girl was born. And these two individuals are upset because they wanted a male (laughs) child. Where do we live? Now, please excuse me, guys, but I just want to, again, the fruit of rejecting God. So just humor me for a second here. It's sort of like, I, I, okay. So I would say that their lawsuit should be thrown out because according to the logic that is pervasive in our culture, we actually don't know if she's a girl or not. Exactly. Like we don't know. We have to wait and see what she says right. or because we, we don't we in today's culture, <laughs> we actually cannot define what right. is a woman. So we don't can we then can we define what is a girl? Do How do you know that you got the wrong baby? Maybe time will tell and maybe the girl will say, but I am a boy. So we actually cannot really pay attention. Right. We actually cannot um, care about your lawsuit, because according to our current cultural standards and scientific evidence, according to our current (laughs) cultural standards and scientific evidence, we actually don't know that you have a baby girl. So you'll have to file your lawsuit once it's determined that your girl is a girl. 
once she determines that she's a girl. And because we know at any moment she could determine that she was trapped in the wrong body. Because it's amazing because you've got these people. And I think it's really interesting that we're talking about an illegitimate couple. You guys understand what I'm saying here. Mm -hmm. Saying that they were given the wrong gender child. Okay. But at the same time, the whole alphabet here of, of people in this group. Right say that this would be considered um, being assigned a sex at birth. So why can't yeah. you just, uh, why can't you just, you, why can't you just say it's a boy? You know what I'm saying? Like, why yeah. can't you just say it's a boy born? <laughs> why? Because you know that right. there is male and female. Right. Why? Because if, if there's not male and female, if they're not as God has designed, male and female, through and through every cell of our bodies, then you you really don't have a lawsuit. Because you could just say, well, I mean, we wanted a boy, so this is a boy. No. Why? Because there is male and there is female. This is a biological fact. But this is the result. This is the fruit of rejecting God. Mm. We'll take the break and we'll come back and get some of your calls on Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. Stay close. Even if the drum stops beating, my soul will keep on singing. Even louder. Even louder. Even when my eyes can't see it, I will sing till I believe it. Even louder. Even louder. 888-589-8840. Adam B. will take your calls, get you queued up. You can comment on what we're talking about today, the fruit of rejecting God. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will and I'm Stephen Malcolm and Natalie Grant, even louder. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter one, where wisdom is personified and something that's very interesting that really kind of jumped out at me in light of the, and by the way, the story right before we went to break, everything about that story from start to end is the fruit of rejecting God, yeah. by the way, like all of the details of that story is the fruit of rejecting God. I thought it was very interesting that um, the fertility, the fertility clinic that is being sued and the doctor, by extension, that is being sued, um, they were concerned about being sued because they said, quote, every child has value and limitless potential regardless of gender. <laughs> I, there's probably more that you, you, could, you could do with that. All right. So but here we go. Proverbs chapter one. Um, I'm going to start at verse 20 and, and then kind of just read down and just think about um, what we are seeing happen around us uh, increasingly, right? So the Bible reads this way. Wisdom shouts in the street. She lifts her voice in the square. Verse 22. How long, O naive ones, will you love being simple-minded? This is wisdom calling out. And scoffers delight themselves in scoffing and fools hate knowledge. Turn to my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit on you. Mm -hmm. I will make my words known to you because I called and you refused. I stretched out my hand and no one paid attention. And you neglected all my counsel. This is wisdom. You neglected all my counsel <laughs> and did not want my reproof. You didn't want my correction. Mm -hmm. I will mock 
when your dread comes, when your dread comes like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would not accept my counsel. They spurned all my reproof. <laughs> Verse 31. So they shall eat the fruit of their own way. Mm. This is what we are seeing in yeah. our country and in the world at law at large. Yeah. You are watching the consumption of the fruit. That is the rejection of wisdom. It is the rejection of God. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. So when one or yes, that's the right way to say it. When one is found rejecting God, mm -hmm. rejecting wisdom by extension there, this is the, this is the natural fruit of that. Yeah. This is what we are observing. And the reason it seems to be getting increasingly worse, right? Is because there's no way to come back from that because to come back from that would be to cry out for wisdom. It would be to cry out for to, to be untangled mm. from the foolishness, right? But what does the Bible say? Like, you'll, you'll, you'll cry out, but I won't answer. <laughs> I'll ignore you. And so now we're watching this continued spiral of foolishness, of folly in our culture. And in fact, that's the comparison that you see in the Proverbs, the comparison um, between wisdom and folly. What folly offers versus what wisdom offers. Yeah. Guys, we have wisdom because we fear the Lord, because we believe he's right in what he says, because we're willing and bold enough to tell the truth about what God says. Amen. We live in the midst of a depraved culture that does not. All right, let's go to the phone lines. 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. Will the Great, where do we go first? All right, let's go to Carlos in Louisiana. Hi, Carlos. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, hey, I'm glad that uh, you're taking my call. I got something that goes all the way back to my grandmother, but I want to start off with my daughter. My daughter one day come in. She says, Daddy, can you babysit for me? I got to go to the doctor. I said, what's the matter? I got a cyst on my ovary. I need to go to the doctor to get it removed. So I said, well, do you want me to go where you? No, I got it. I'm handling this. I'm grown. I can take care of this. So she goes to the doctor. She comes back, and she she says, Daddy, I just want to go to bed. And I said, okay. Well, 10 years later, here comes Roe versus Wade, you know. And uh, she says, uh, well, Daddy, uh, believe me, I know. I know it hurts. She says, uh I, I cried every night. I killed my little baby and my baby. I can't get my baby back. Mm. Oh. Okay. Now, now, now this is 10 years later after this. I didn't know exactly what was going on. I could suspected something, but I didn't know exactly. I, mm -hmm. You know, okay. Now, my grandmother, going back to my grandmother, she was 13 years old when she got pregnant. Mm. My grandfather was 13. Okay. They had five children together. One of them died about three months after the uh, baby was born, but she had four that lived. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, her first first baby that was born when she was about 14 uh, had five children. All of them lived. One of them became uh, uh, 
one of the head geologists for Halliburton. Hmm. Other become a chemist uh, for Texaco. <laughs> Two of them, one graduated from Rice University, uh, top of the class. One, uh, I think, uh, went to another university, graduated, made a school teacher. Other become an insurance agency, one of the top people in the, in the, in their community still is. Uh, most all of the uh, children and grandchildren uh, uh, graduated from college. Mm-hmm. She never did graduate. My grandmother never did get out of high school. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, all the family, most of them, the the original grandchildren uh, didn't didn't get a college education, but mm-hmm. all of their their children did. It's about 15 or 20 of them. One of them's one of the biggest lawyers there in Houston. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, I think he's Baker Hughes or something other like Baker, something other, one of the big law firms there in Houston. So, so, so Carlos, but, are you saying that, you know, even out of this situation, you know, um, like having the children that they became, you know, who basically God wanted them to to become is that your point that you're they, making that's right the big deal is it's not a shame they took the, they didn't have any money mm-hmm. no money at all but they took these children in at 13 years old mm-hmm. uh, and the family helped raise these they didn't encourage them to go have an abortion yeah right. they said all right baby you're, you're pregnant there's yeah. no harm in that you know you're a little bit early but we're gonna love you we still love you i told my daughter you know I, I love you. I forgive you. Mm-hmm. But and and she knows that now. You know, Amen. of course, this is this. You know, she's up in her forties now. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's not it's not bad. You can raise these women if they get and children if they get pregnant. That's not the end of the world. How how would you know if she would have aborted that first baby at thirteen? Mm-hmm. None of these other children would have been born. Yeah, yeah, no, Carlos, I think that you're making an excellent point. And and I and I appreciate what you're saying, even as you lay out what they went on to do. Mm-hmm. And I think and I feel pretty safe in saying that you would agree with me on this, mm-hmm. but that the basic value and the basic worth in their life, even if they had never grown up to accomplish any right. of those other things, right. is that they're made in the image of God Amen. and that they are valuable, that they are worthy of life, that they are worthy of respect because they are made in the image of God. And I think that that's what our culture has really robbed women of understanding, mm. that these children that they conceive are made in the image of God. And I think that we need a two prong approach. And this is just off the top of my head. And so not, you know, I wouldn't take anything away from the work um, that that crisis pregnancy centers are doing all across mm-hmm. this country that may be multi prong. Okay, because I, I feel like there may be some people like two prong. No, there's okay, maybe there's more. <laughs> but can I say that we need a robust presentation of the gospel and care for women? Amen. Right. Like we need a robust presentation of the gospel and care for women, because what we need is we need a return of a right fear of God that would cause us to live holy lives. Right. Where we fear God, where we honor God with our bodies. But in the event, in the event that a woman should find herself in a situation that she did not intend, we need to be right there. Yes. With truth and with compassion. That we love those women, that we nurture those babies. Yes, we can do both of these things. It's not one or the other. It's both of these things. Carlos, thank you so much. Thank what a great, Carlos. where do we go next? All right, let's go to Chris in Ohio. Hi, Chris. 
Hi, thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to, thanks for speaking truth. I love it. Uh, God bless you. I just wanted to call and chime in on what you were talking about with the genders. It's just total insanity. Mm-hmm. And Romans 1, you brought up Romans 1 after I got on the phone. But at the end, it's like even the people that know better encourage these people to do this. Mm. And it's, we even see it in the churches. Mm-hmm. And it's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You know, Chris, I, I want to flip to it, and I feel mm. like it's Romans uh, 1, 128, but I just want to be sure because sometimes I, I, I misreference that. But I think that that is a verse in Scripture that is, um, maybe it's not 128, is it 132? Um, but that's a Scripture reference that is often overlooked. It's 132. It's Romans 132, where the Bible lists all of the case that God has against humanity, all of the mm-hmm. things that we are guilty of doing that deserves the, the judgment of God. Conveniently, so many of us overlook the last aspect of chapter one. Romans 132 says, and although they know the ordinance of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death. They not only do the same, mm-hmm. but also give hearty approval of those who practice them. Mm-hmm. So I would just say to my to my brother, Chris, we've got to keep talking to people about this, because sometimes yeah. there are people among us who are like, well, you know, I, I, I wouldn't do it. But who am I to say? Or there are people who are like, well, it doesn't really make sense to me, but that person's happy. And, <laughs> and so what they find themselves doing is giving an approval to sin. Right. Guys, I hate to shock people, but according to scripture, that falls under God's purview of judgment. When you give approval to sin, when you're saying, oh, yeah, that's that's good to do. Or if that makes you happy, you do you. Then actually that's in the category of all the other things that on behalf of these things or because of these things, the wrath of God has been poured out. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I think we need to feel the weight of that. So often we try to get from under it and think that if I'm not doing that then then I'm okay. No, if if you're not doing it, but approving of those who do it, you're not okay. That's you're right. not okay. You're in the same category of the ones who do it. Go look it up. It's Romans chapter one, verse 32. Read all of chapter one in context, but don't skip over verse 32. Well, the great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Paula in Arkansas. Hi, Paula. Hi. Hello. Hello. Um, when I, When I first became a Christian, I had heard something on the radio that I had never forgotten, and that female means carrying the fetus of the male. And woman means the womb of the male. And that's how somebody had explained it on the radio that I listened to in the 90s. Mm. So, okay, no, I, I'm not familiar with that. Actually, okay, and I just looked this up yeah, like probably a few months ago. Yeah, the fetus is the baby, but the, the word female... Oh, my goodness. I can't remember if it comes from Latin or Greek. Guys, and I'm sorry, I'm showing, again, very unlearned here, okay? Like, I research <laughs> things before I'm going to talk about them. But let me get, there is a better definition, um, and I say this lovingly, Paula, so don't don't be mad at me, because um, we want to be accurate, right? So we want to be accurate about the the meaning of female and where it comes from. And it actually doesn't have anything to do with male, um, as in man, If I remember recently me looking this up and and asking some questions just of myself. So let me find that and then I'll get that information for you. And then we'll talk about it on the air here. But I don't I don't think I don't think that that's 100 percent accurate. If I'm wrong, then you guys 
call in and correct me on that. All right. Um, again, I don't. I mean, very ignorant. All right. Uh, can, do we go back to the phone lines? Do we have yeah, one other call? Sandra in Texas. Hi, Sandra. Hi. How are y'all doing today? Doing good. Hello. Hi. I just wanted to. This is just a comment that I, I watch or listen to y'all all the time. I love you so much. Um, with the world the way it is right now, with everybody wanting to be called he, she, they, or the mm-hmm. transition or whatever, I think we should just, everybody just use the terminology life. It's like, if you answer the phone, say, hi, this is life. How are you doing? Or if you're out in public, say, well, hi, I'm life. How are you? Just use the word life. Don't <laughs> take away all this other stuff that is so confusing to everybody. <laughs> and then another thing is I really believe, and I think, you know, we all, we, we all came from God. He, he created us in the womb and he gave us life. And that's why I'm saying we should just call everybody life. But I think well, everybody do- believes God, whether they tell you that or not, I think they've just lost the fear of God. Well, that's really interesting. That's really interesting, Sandra. But I oh, I don't have time. 30 seconds. Okay, let me do this. Maybe I can comment on this on Thursday pickup here. But I do want to say that the uh, etymology of the word, so the origin of the word female is Latin. It comes from the Latin word femina, which means a woman. All right. And so then you can kind of follow it there, how it makes its way into our English language and all of that. But it is Latin at its roots. All right. We're out of time until tomorrow. Lord willing. God bless.